Today, my dear faithful, is the first Sunday of Lent. Now the epistle is taken from the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 6. Brethren, we do exhort you that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in the day of salvation have I helped thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Let us give no offense to any man, that our ministry be not blamed. But in all things, let us exhibit ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in tribulation, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in prisons, in seditions, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, in chastity, in knowledge, in long-suffering, in sweetness, in the Holy Ghost, in charity unfeigned, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the armor of justice on the right hand and on the left, through honor and dishonor, through evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet known, as dying and behold we live, as chastised and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as needy yet enriching many, as having nothing and possessing all things. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 4. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterwards he was hungry. And the tempter coming said to him, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Who answered and said, It is written, Not in bread alone doth man live, but in every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, and set him upon the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He hath given his angels charge over thee, and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest perhaps thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil took him up into a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said to him, All these will I give thee, if falling down thou wilt adore me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, The Lord thy God shalt thou adore, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Thus are the words of today's Holy Gospel. In an accepted time have I heard thee, and in the day of salvation have I helped thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Words taken from the epistle of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, in the 13th century, the Catholic Kingdom of Moravia was fighting for its life against a Mohammedan invasion. One chief battle occurred at the city of Olmutz, which is in the present-day Czech Republic. Jaroslav of Sternberg was charged with protecting the kingdom, and he assembled an army of 12,000 in Olmutz to force the invaders to turn back. The Moravians worked hard to fortify the city's walls, preparing for battle, 
when the Mohammedan troops arrived. The Catholics watched the enemy approach from atop their walls, and they were horrified at what they saw. You see, this giant Mohammedan army had just slaughtered local villagers as well as a monastery of monks. They then attached the body parts of their victims to their horses' tails and rode before the city's walls with these macabre decorations. Appalled by what they saw, Jaroslav's men wanted to attack at once to charge down and slaughter these infidels, but their leader restrained them. Instead, he told his warriors that they had fortified the city for war, but they must even more so fortify their souls. Yaroslav led led them to the cathedral, where all prayed, went to confession, and received Holy Communion. Over the coming days, the, the soldiers spent their time manning the walls and building up the fortifications, and as well, visiting the cathedral. They went before the Blessed Sacrament, beseeching the Lord of Heaven for aid and safety in their battle. Days went by like this, with the enemy outside the wall growing more and more arrogant each day, as they thought the Catholics must be too fearful to meet them in battle. Cowards, they said. They hide behind their wall, for they have no hope. We won't even need to lift a finger. We'll just starve them out. Yaroslav, though, had other plans. He prayed fervently before the Blessed Sacrament every day and also watched the Mohammedans closely. He saw how they began to relax, to grow complacent, fail to be so vigilant, and he knew that the time for their attack drew near. Finally, one morning, Yaroslav called his men together. All others, all who all attended Mass and received the sacraments, aside from those manning the wall. And five hosts remained after Mass. And Yaroslav asked the bishop for a great favor, for a priest to carry the consecrated host with them into battle. The bishop agreed and sealed the five remaining hosts in the ciborium. They then waited for the cover of darkness, and then the Catholic army opened the city gates and assembled before its walls, all in silence. Yaroslav then led his men in a mighty charge into the enemy camp. The battle raged on throughout that night, but when dawn arrived, the Mohammedans saw their leader had been killed and most of their army had been destroyed. They fled from Moravia, terrified of the Catholic might. Yaroslav and his men cheered in triumph, wondering in awe at God's goodness to them. But their day did not end there. Though exhausted with battle, they accompanied the priest carrying the Blessed Sacrament back to the cathedral. There, Father opened the ciborium to make sure all was well, and he found the host, pristine and white just the day before, were now shining with a rose-colored circle in their center. 
It was almost as if a drop of blood had been shed on each of these hosts. Yaroslav and his men understood this as a sign of God's favor to them, that it was Jesus Christ who truly joined them in battle, that he fought by their side, and he won the day. They were given this grace, my dear faithful, for as today's epistle says, they received not the grace of God in vain. What I mean by this is, in their hour of need, the Catholics lived their faith. They took care of their own duties, of course, but they made time for Christ. These soldiers manned the walls, prepared the spear, sharpened their swords, and then gathered around our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. They knew that their hope truly lay in Him. And so they drew near to their God by going to confession, receiving Holy Communion, and spending time before their infinite King. With his outpouring of ardor and confidence, they moved the Sacred Heart that that moment was the acceptable time for a favor. God Almighty has a plan for everything, for all time that has passed and all time that will come. All mankind moves according to that plan, for the divine wisdom has arranged everything around even our own free will. He never forces us to do anything, but he offers the grace to do everything that we need to save our soul, to help our families, to even redeem our country. Most likely, my dear faithful, if Yaroslav and his Catholic soldiers had not been so devoted, their victory would not have been granted. Their city may have been lost. Of course, we do not know. This is only conjecture. What we do know, though, is what we do now will have an effect on our future for ourselves, for our families, and for our nation. This is especially true for today we begin the 40 hours devotion. Truly, St. Paul's words of today's epistle are so fitting for these next few days. Behold, now is the acceptable time Behold, now is the day of salvation. Our God, our infinite Lord, the King of kings, shall be enthroned on our altar for the next 40 hours after the second Mass. What hope, what joy, what comfort we can have, my dear faithful, that we can have this devotion Jesus Christ waits for us here, a king listening to his citizens, a father visiting his sons and daughters, an infinite God bending down so low to draw near to his creatures. He reserves special graces for exactly great times of devotion like this. And I know you already know We need those graces more than ever in our day.
like the Mohammedan army that gloried in the murder of Catholic monks. Our world today glories in unnatural vice, in abortion, in divorce. It celebrates impurity, rage, arrogance. Atheism, materialism, hedonism, these are everywhere. Even hatred of God, the greatest and chief of all sins, reigns so much in the hearts of men. Many despise even the idea of a creator. They spit upon him. Truly, my dear faithful, our God is crucified again each and every day. And yet, amidst this foul world, he waits for us here. He rejoices for you and me, as unknown and little as we are, to give up our time to be with him, to kneel before him, to adore him. He has gone so far as to plan for these 40 hours to be enthroned on our altar. <clears throat> See what? <clears throat> See what he has done for you. And now, what will you do for him? What will you sacrifice to be here before him? Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you have not already, I ask you to please sign up for an hour of adoration. But maybe it is not a matter of what time you have to give. Maybe you are fearful of not knowing what to do for a whole hour before our Lord. Of course, there is the rosary. There are spiritual books available or you can strive to speak directly to our Lord. I would recommend to you, though, to try a meditation, especially the Sisters' Book of Meditations and Reflections. And amidst these, this book, and most especially the meditation on our Lord in the agony in the garden. Follow our Savior through his sufferings, his sorrow, is very heart-breaking. And see yourself at his side, offering your comfort. Stay there with him. Witness his agony. Tell him your own sorrows, your weaknesses, your temptations. Love him. Ask him for strength to love him better. And resolve to do better. All of us, my dear faithful, can spend an hour doing this before our Lord, who every hour of every day suffers so much. Come to the altar, my dear faithful, these next 40 hours. Adore your God. God alone knows what graces you and you alone will earn by your sacrifice. But no, it does depend on your efforts. Now is the acceptable time, my dear faithful. Now is the day of salvation. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.